Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever, and they have 18 amazing flavors. Go to BuiltBar.com and try yours. Also use the promo code LOCKEDON and you will get $10 off your first order. Your Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alrighty, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Trey Matthews. We're in the end game now. I'm joking. I saw that from a movie and I just wanted to say it. Anyway, why am I so excited or why am I not making any sense? Because, ladies and gentlemen, we are closer and closer and closer to the NHL draft. The future stars of the National Hockey League are approaching. They're among us. And the Devils have three first-round picks. So, if you hadn't checked out yesterday's episode, basically we had a roundtable of all the top ten draft picks locked on hosts. So, that's ranging from the Rangers myself, uh, to the Kings, to the Red Wings, to um, the Winnipeg Jets, all that. So we basically had a mock draft of who we were going to take, who would we pass up on, and if you hadn't checked out the episode, I made a controversial choice. I decided to go with a defensive man in this year's heavy favorited forward draft. I chose Jamie Drysdale. Yes, that's right, uh, because my Locked On colleagues, one through six, I'm not going to go over who's... uh, who, who picked whom. So basically, I was leaning over to Alexander Holtz because uh, I did an episode about him, I think uh, a, a, like a month or two back, about him potentially going to the uh, New Jersey Devils. But unfortunately, Jason Hernandez, he did state this in our four-part crossover last month that he's locked on the, uh, the Ducks taking Alexander Holtz. So surprise, surprise, in yesterday's mock draft uh, roundtable, he picked up Alexander Holtz. So I had to go with the next big, thing and I decided to go with Drysdale it caused some controversy because like I said I didn't even know this fact if if everything uh goes to plan like let's just say uh we are 100% accurate with our picks this will be the first time since 2003 that a defenseman was not picked within the top five selections and I'm pretty sure that Drysdale would be the first defensive to go if there was an option for a team to pick up a defenseman so I found that pretty interesting so like I said in yesterday's episode we are doing a three-part series with this yes that's right we're doing another trilogy and no it's not about my USCHO article it's about this round table so I'm gonna leave you guys off where I left off yesterday where I made my pick and some of my locked on colleagues are either going to agree or disagree with the pick and also question why did I choose uh Drysdale instead of Sanderson well I'm not gonna leave you guys wondering anymore so Let's continue with yesterday's conversation, but first, I need to inform you guys something. Chain stores have a different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. Do you want to know the best part? RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto part consumers online for 20 plus years. 
Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. Best of all, <laughs> I know, I, I already said best of all, but this is even better. Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and at the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. I would say it's probably more likely that Sanderson stays a top four defenseman for longer, but I think Drysdale in his best years will have much better numbers than Sanderson. Like I see Sanderson's more like your Ryan McDonough, where Jamie Drysdale could be like a Drew Doughty in terms of offensive production. I will defend the pick here for for New Jersey as well, is that, uh, you know, you just brought up kind of the range of where Drysdale was supposed to go as well as Sanderson. Sanderson is kind of a wild card in this draft. And I think that if he goes in the top 10, it really helps the wild out, definitely, um, as would Jack Quinn. But the, the big thing is here is that uh, with Sanderson, I still think he's going to be a very, very good defenseman. But with Sanderson, I think you could potentially trade down. So if you're going to pick at seven, you maybe pick more of the sure thing with Drysdale. And, and if you're going to settle for – and this isn't settling, but if you're going to go – for Sanderson, maybe that's an opportunity to trade down, maybe acquire another pick, maybe get another player out of the deal, and and then maybe pick Sanderson maybe a little bit later, maybe after the top 10. Right, and um, Jake Sanderson uh, out of um, – what's he out of? University of North Dakota. Yeah, going um, in as a freshman this year. Right. Um, you know, he recognizes appropriate times to join the rush and pinches and opposing wingers well – you know, sealing off pass options along the boards to prevent breakouts. Uh, but, you know, I just, I'm, I'm just a little hesitant of him being able to do it at the high level because, like I said, I'm sticking with the ranges. Going from 7 to 16, that's a huge gap. That's a huge that, – that means he's either a top 10 pick or he's just like a whatever who will just become like, you know, just fall out in the league in like four years, if I'm being honest. so. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sticking with Drysdale. All right, we've got some controversy, and I, I'm surprised Drysdale fell that far too. So, uh, congratulations to New Can Jersey. I'm gonna recap on, so far, on, on, just on picking up the their of... fancy skating defenseman. <laughs> so, what have we? Also, I just want to clarify, Trey, the Red Wings are in this position because they do everything bad. They were outscored <laughs> by 123 goals this season, and it, the season didn't even finish. What was Jimmy Howard? record again uh, it was like two and 25 yeah, or something like that with like an eight eighty. yeah they got outshot uh in the second or they just got outshot like two to one hey this year. come on so jimmy it howard, was or jimmy howard did good in the like ahl <laughs> yeah uh sorry was, no, sorry it no. made me pretty sad i used to be a really big jimmy howard fan growing up so hey okay on, so Come on, I was five feet away from him in San Diego earlier this year. So, Jason, you want you want a recap? You want a recap? Okay. Yeah, just for the sake of it. Okay, Lafreniere, number one. Byfield, uh, number two. Uh, Stutzfield, Raymond, Quinn, Holtz, Drysdale. Bam. Oh, 
All right, number eight on our draft board is the Buffalo Sabres, and unfortunately, the uh, wonderful gentlemen behind Locked On Sabres were not able to join us tonight, so we figured we'd uh, do the next best thing and turn it back over to at least a hockey team that also resides in New York, so we're going to head back to John Chick from Locked On Rangers to be our uh, pretend Buffalo person. Before John... I makes the pick. I just want to say I'm shocked that there's two guys right now that are still on the board. Yeah, there's there's a yeah, there's at least one shock yeah. on the board. Well, let me see if this is one of them. I'll let you guys answer as soon as I say it here. I think for the Buffalo Sabres, a team that's kind of struggled to score goals for however many years you might go back now, it's always something of an issue for that team. You need points, you need somebody who can put the puck in the net. And I'm gonna go with Cole Perfetti yeah. for that pick. Was that Jason and whoever else said that? Was that who you thought was yeah, yep. yeah. Well, things. Nolan yeah. said he might have taken him at four, and I was thinking about him at five too. Yeah. I thought about him at six. It came down. It came <laughs> down to the Raymond and Perfetti for us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I just think it's the way to go for that team. I mean, you got to keep Jack Eichel happy. It seems like every couple of weeks there's a rumor that either the Sabers want to trade him and like rebuild again, or they, you know, Jack Eichel himself wants to get out of Buffalo or whatever it might be. So I think you want to draft somebody like this that can play on the same line is Jack Eichel, hopefully. Somebody who's got some big-time upside, a uh, sniper. By all accounts, he's very smart, Very has a very high hockey IQ, and uh, 111 points in 61 games in the OHL this past season. So definitely somebody uh, with some big-time upside and somebody that can turn a franchise around. So, yeah, I'm surprised he fell this far, but uh, if I'm going to represent the Buffalo Sabres here, give me a uh, Cole Perfetti. Yeah, you did, you did them well, and I just want to mention that it also takes off the pressure from him to try to be a center because you can be the left wing on Jack Eichel's line. I think that would be a, a pretty symbiotic relationship between the two of them. Absolutely. All right, we are heading to the Central Division as we get down to the wire in our top 10. We are going to go to Locked on Wild. You're on the clock. All right, this presents a kind of a perfect scenario, I think, for the Minnesota Wild. They need centers with... Eric Stahl, now gone, gone to the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, Miko Koivu is not returning. He has not really announced that he's retiring, but he's no longer going to be on the Wild. The Wild are very, very thin down the middle. So the way this draft board fell, it's between kind of like a, a Marco Rossi or an Anton Lindell. And, and it, I think if the Wild are in this position, they're going to love this position. It's going to be a tough decision. But I think they're going to love this idea because uh, there's going to be two really solid center prospects here to choose from. Rosie's a little bit smaller, um, definitely a lot more fast, uh, and, and, and has the ability to score and, and play make. Anton, Anton Lindell is very much a Koivu kind of clone, uh, plays a very 200-foot game, and, uh, but also has a little bit more offensive upside than maybe uh, Koivu did back in the day. So this one's a really tough one. But I'm probably going to go with, uh, with Rossi on this one. Uh, just, you know, when you look at kind of like the scouting reports here, you know, you, you see things like a guy doesn't ever take a shift off. His legs are always moving. I mean, that's kind of the tenacity that these young guys like uh, Kevin Fiala and Kirill Kaprizov are going to need in the future as kind of a player to, to, uh, to, to bring them up another level here. And um, the other thing is, too, is like, you know, he's got speed, and the, these two players need to play with speed. The game is, is faster. It, it's, it's younger, and the Wild have been slow and boring for so freaking long, you can't even imagine. So to get somebody that's dynamic and fast with, with ability to, to shake 
the defenders. I mean, that is huge. So that is the reason why I am picking Marco Rossi for the Minnesota Wild at pick number nine. And I think this is a great pick. Um, and one that I think the Minnesota Wild would uh, would absolutely love to be in a position to take on uh, on next Tuesday's draft. Joe, tell him how many points he had in, in Ottawa last year. It was uh, ridiculous. 120. Yeah, is that good? That's kind of good, yeah. 32 goals, 81 assists. And that's the other thing, too. Like, with Fiala taking a step, with Kaprizov going to be coming in as well, like they need a guy that can also play make. That's kind of the other thing, too, that I'm looking at his stats here is like, he also has a lot of assists and some of that could be by, basically just uh, by osmosis and just being on the ice with other talented players. But like, you need a guy that can also set up these players too, because uh, Fiala is going to need the puck a lot. Kaprizov is going to need the puck a lot. You got some younger players in Jordan Greenway that potentially could move up the line. It's it's, there's a lot going on there. There's a lot of people that are going to need the puck and uh, the wild right now just do not have that passer in their system. And I think this is a great player to, to bring in, to their uh, into their uh, into their system and uh, and and moving it forward here just because I think that uh, you know when you when you talk about the speed when you talk about how just dynamic he is this is one of those guys that I think the Minnesota Wild were are going to be excited about from JD Burke to Craig Button to Scott Wheeler every draft analyst we've had on the show says that Marco Rossi will be playing the NHL next season so he's a guy you can put right into your lineup probably on a third line and. That's huge to get at nine. I, th- I think that's probably a steal of the draft so far. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. And we are going to round things out <laughs> with the Winnipeg Jets. Harrison from Locked on Jets, you're on the clock. Can you imagine watching a top nine pick round and you see Rossi is slipping and slipping and slipping and Perfetti is slipping and slipping and slipping and then boom. Right before you get to your pick, all of the joy and happiness is sucked out of your life. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's what watching the Jets sometimes is like. But, but it's okay. We're cool. We're chilling. Because my original draft target that I thought would be around at this range, uh, and of course, Joe from the Wild was considering, and uh, you know, obviously I would have preferred that he made this pick, but it's okay. We're cool. We're still friends, I think. I don't know. I'm, I'm still you know, not quite over it, but We'll select Anton Lundell from HIFK of Liga. Uh, Lundell is kind of an interesting player because the Jets basically took Lundell uh, 1.0 and David Gustafson. I think Winnipeg right now is, well, we don't really have many centers. We've got Mark Shifley and Andrew Kopp as our two best centers, plus the ghost of Cody Eakin, and I don't even know who else. Um, So we're, we're running out of time, and I think the Jets are probably in the most tenuous position they've been in since the relocation. I think that they basically torpedoed every single cup chance that they've had. They've completely mismanaged a lot of the talent on the roster. Um, And I I think that this is a a draft pick that they desperately need to hit a home run on. And Lundell right now is still a work in progress. He's still got some things that he needs to work on. But I think that his mature game, his two-way transitional play, and the untapped offensive upside that he's starting to show uh, will be a major selling point to him, hopefully becoming a second-line center. But I don't know. I mean, banking all of your hopes and dreams on this pick is probably not my most comfortable position, but this is kind of where the Jets are at. You know, they, we've had quite a few uh, off-season rumors already, so I think the Jets just need a win here. So no trades, no no wild movements, a couple of uh, steals in the draft. Uh, 
any any parting thoughts from from my group here looking back on the draft on your picks uh do you think that what you guys picked is what your teams are going to pick or or are we going to see something crazy are we going to see teams trading out of the top 10 uh who knows what's going to happen what do you guys think well it's interesting because well, three people in here have multiple picks, and I know Trey, the Devils, and the Sens have three first-rounders each. Um, I'll ask you, Trey, who do you think was the surprise in that top ten? Uh, the surprise, in my opinion, is um, I, I just feel as though I have the most surprising one because it's just like everyone on in the New Jersey Devils organization is just saying, okay, let's draft this center, let's draft this winger, let's draft you know this offensive player, this or that and the other. And I'm just like, in my honest opinion, I, I, I've taken the other side of this argument, which is um, uh, we need defense. This is why I was a huge fan of the Riley Walsh signing, because we need young defensive men. Because at this point, I'm just waiting for the Seattle Kraken expansion draft, so that way they could either take Subban or Zajac, one of those two, or both. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to work. But I, 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 at this point, we need young defensive men to develop because Subban is not there. Mueller, not there. Severson, great, not there because, because you know, they're, they're not going to stick with us for this rebuild. I'd be stunned if they did. Um, I, I just feel like we, we need defense, and uh, I believe, so six picks in, no one's gone with defense, and I was the first one to say, I'm going with a defensive man. I'm not going to go with a, a center. I'm not going to go with a winger, but um, – uh, who, who selected? Yeah, Harrison does have a point. Who selected Quinn? What, what was your thought process there? Yeah, that was us in uh, Ottawa. Basically, with Detroit taking Perfetti or uh, Raymond instead of Perfetti, that basically played our hand. The after getting a number one center, the need for a goal scoring right winger is right there, and just the shot that Jack Quinn has growing up uh, or playing in our backyard with the sixty sevens. I just think position wise it made the most sense for us and we can try to hit other positions later on the draft with one of our 13 draft picks this year and jack quinn's one of those guys who burst on onto the scene right he had 16 goals at the ohl level last season and somebody mentioned he's an early birthday so he's one of the older guys in this draft some would say you know what 52 goals like you're on the number one team in the chl are you getting carried at all 34 goals at even strength led the entire Canadian Hockey League. Here's a list of OHL players who have had more goals in a single season than Jack Quinn in their draft year. And let's remember, this season wasn't even able to be finished. It's Patrick Kane had 62. Stamkos and John Tavares each had 58. That's the end of the list. I think my thought with Quinn is that, for me, a top five pick when I saw the, the players that were on the board, if I were to go you know, at, at five, and Holtz was still on the board. Holtz would have been immediately my pick because, like, in a lot of ways, Holtz looks hmm. like the Swedish Kyle Connor to me. And Kyle Connor for me is a very frustrating player. Um, when he's scoring goals, he's immensely gifted and one of the best one-on-one matchup men with a, a beautiful release. It's just that the rest of his play is is kind of a problem. But if you want pure goal scoring, that's what you got. I, I think for me, Quinn is actually a lot more of a playmaker than he gets credit for. Um, and this is something that some underlying tracking has found, is that he's actually a pretty good setup guy. It's just, I think about how he's accomplished a lot of his goal-scoring ability, which is definitely kind of uh, on his release and sort of, I think he's actually a pretty crafty player. It's just, I'm, 
I look at Holtz and what he's accomplished in the men's league, it's a really tough sell. I think Holtz, for me, has that release that's just one to be afraid of. Uh, if he's yeah. already doing it against pro goals, uh, pro goaltending, like Holtz, for me, that dude is going to slap in like 30 to 40 a year. And I guess my, oh, go ahead. Right. I was just going to say, I guess my question for everybody is, how sure are we that the, the top three are going to go top three because like we were talking about on our show yesterday, Philip Sedina was never supposed to fall to the Red Wings at number six in 2018. Seth Jones was never supposed to fall to the Columbus Blue Jackets at four in what was that? 2014. Yeah. So, I mean, like you have, you go in and we've spent so long talking about it way longer than usual. So I guess it, it, it just kind of gets beat into you a little bit, but I mean, are we positive that that's kind of how it ends up? I mean, uh, I was talking I to, so. Well, I was talking to John uh, last month uh, in our crossover. I said, is there any, because I had a friend come onto the show as a guest star, and he said, you know, he wouldn't be surprised if the Rangers just, you know, fudge this up and just, uh, you know, just pass on Lafreniere. So I asked, I asked John, is there any chance that happens? And he said, mm, not likely. Just yeah, like, I put it. the only variable that I'm I mean, really thinking about. It would be the Kings that would switch things up here. Yeah, yeah. Byfield would be taken so fast at three if yeah. Los Angeles yeah. doesn't take so him. Fast. And and Dorian said we we know what we're doing at three. It just depends on what the Kings. Do. I'm not convinced yeah. it's Stutzel though. I think there's a chance that it's Lucas Raymond because they've liked yeah. to go for the safer player in the past in terms of a two way game. Uh, you look at both forwards and D yeah. that, that they've drafted since Dorian was uh, named GM. Trent Mann is the, the head scout. He does all the – and it's always safe picks. And Lucas Raymond is definitely a, a safer pick than Tim Stutzla. I just needed a center at three. That's that's basically the only argument that I would have taken over Raymond. We, we've had the debate plenty of times on the Lockdown Senators. It's, it's a toss-up for us. But the positional need just takes advantage because of Holtz, which we talked about, and Jack Quinn. If they don't get Lucas Raymond, the number one right wing in the draft, it's okay to, to get your backup rather than the, the gap between Stutzla and, let's say, Rossi at, at center. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and that's why I had Holtz pretty much all the way, is that's the Ducks' biggest need. I mean, they do love their Swedes. They've drafted them in the past with, obviously, you have Ricard Raquel, who's an all-star, Hampus Lindholm, who's an all-star, uh, Larson, you know, a plethora of Do I need to grab my Jakob Silverberg jersey out of the closet? <laughs> Silphie! You know what? Say what you will, but that guy's an, all, an all-star caliber player. So you can grab that Silphie jersey whenever you want. That is fine with me. Oh, he's going to go get it. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to go get it. I, I will give props you to him. You told him to. I did. Um, yeah, he was on my... Wow, that is a thing of beauty. <laughs> Not going to lie. That's a beauty. Okay, by me. The, the funny thing is with uh, the top two or three that you're talking about, I thought there was more, maybe not so much with the Rangers getting the top, top pick, but I know like we were even debating it uh, on Lockdown Wild when they were doing the second phase of the, the draft lottery. Like, is Byfield more fitting to the Wild if you go number one? And so it was kind of more like a, there might be more of a question. Plus there's also late steam in the, in, out there that maybe Byfield is worth taking number one uh, over Lafreniere. And I think there was there was a little bit out there, like maybe there was more of a question there than necessarily between Byfield and Stutzla. I think 
I think one and two may be more, more interchangeable than, say, two and three. I think there is a little bit of a drop-off to Stutzel, even though Stutzel is, much, is a very, very fine player. And I'm going to have to leave it there until tomorrow because we are out of time. So I hope you guys enjoyed part two. I gave my reasoning as to why Jamie Drysdale is better over Sanderson. And you know what? I wouldn't put it past the Devils to, you know, draft a defensive end, you know, anything can happen, it's 2020, everybody, anything is possible, so, uh, yeah, I'm gonna leave it off there, congratulations to the Los Angeles Lakers, uh, they are right now dominating the NBA Finals, uh, uh, good luck to the MLB as they start their playoffs, or, you know, they've already begun, you know, I, 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 you know me, I record these episodes in advance, so, good luck to all the other, uh, sports teams that are finishing up their seasons, uh, I, I project that, I predict maybe the San Diego Padres can pull it off, I don't know i would like to see him pull off their young team or maybe the uh, miami marlins you know we'll, we'll see what happens but anyway let's get back to hockey oh well i'm out of time right now but i hope you guys enjoy part two part three will be posted tomorrow part three will be an open hockey discussion amongst all of us about just the sport of hockey where we stand and you know what it's always a good talk when I bring people in for an open hockey discussion. Never mind if it's like seven other people. So keep that in mind. So continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey. I will catch y'all in the next episode.